0: I don't do the most, but I do a lot I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive No big, I feel like Pac I shoot the shot, I'm coming in And we are back This is the fat packs podcast on the Beckett podcasting network. I'm your host, Eric. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you are having a blessed holiday season. I know that I am, uh, hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving as we roll right into, uh, you know, the Christmas and, uh, Hanukkah season, uh, as, as we get started here in early December, December 5th, by the way, uh, Walt Disney's birthday. Happy birthday. Walt Disney would have been 118 years old, old today. So, uh, yeah, here we go with the holiday shows. It's a lot of fun. It's, it, this time of year is a lot of crazy fun going on in the hobby as uh, podcasts across the board and, 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 and blogs and uh, news sites are, are doing massive, crazy giveaways. So this is always a fun time to see the interaction. And I just hope everyone is having a blessed time uh, being able to uh, collaborate with the hobby fam, if you will. And uh, just want to say a big thank you and shout out to all my sponsors. Of course, we want to uh, say thank you to, to Badger Breaks. Thank you so much for being a part of the show this year. You had uh, you guys do great breaks, uh, and just seeing the kind of fire that you guys are pulling—it's it, fun to see what you guys are doing for your customers. The same can be said for uh, Dynasty Breaks the with their hit of the hit of the night and the stuff that they're pulling for their customers are are fantastic. Make sure that you're checking both of them out. Over uh, at badgerbreaks.com and dynastybreaks.com, respectively. And then I want to give a big shout out to uh, my, my man Bill over at um, Pastime Marketplace. Uh, two things here. I was able to, uh, or Beckett as a whole, was able to uh, participate in a charity, giveaway, charity auction that uh, um, my friends over at the KNC Masterpiece do every year uh, with Peaceathon. And we donated this year a Pastime Marketplace great extra large graded case. Uh, full of cards. There was a, a an OPG for a year subscription, a Total Access OPG, and a hundred dollar gift certificate to uh, Beckett Authentication Services that we were able to donate to, to this cause. Uh, it raised uh, fifteen hundred dollars for them. That was awesome. I hope that that uh, it, I hope that it blesses the people that it's meant to bless. Whoever won that, congratulations. There were some great cards in that, and then you have the added bonus of the Total Access OPG and the uh, Beckett. Authentication services gift certificate. So um, hope you use that well. So uh, just want to say a special thank you to Bill here uh, for giving that giving us that case and being a part of that. And then Bill also wanted me to pass along. He's got a great new uh, new thing going on for our listeners, man. If you head over to Pass uh, Pastime Marketplace, uh, the website pastplacemarketplace.com dot uh, we have a special promotion for you twenty uh, percent off for Fat Pass Fat Pack listeners. So uh, check them out. Uh, go hit that shop button. Get yourself a large case or, or a regular case, and uh, when you when you check out, use code FATPACKS to get yourself 20% off. Thank you so much, Bill, for hooking that up uh, for my listeners. That's that's really great. I know show friend, Ken Kisley, ordered one, and he seems to like it, so uh, why not go get one, get one for yourself? Hit shop, pick you up one of those cases, and use code FATPACKS at checkout and get yourself 20% off. All right, man! Big week in the hobby. Big things going on. Uh, before we get into that, though, I want to say uh, my bad. I looked at my calendar wrong, and I advertised. I okay, got. I advertised uh, Jason Acker from uh, Gas Monkey Grill, Fast and Loud, uh, to be on the show this week. He is, uh, of course, a gearhead. I know nothing about cars, but he is also a huge hockey collector, and more specifically, he is a Brett Hull super collector. I scheduled uh, I scheduled him to be on the show this week and uh, I got ahead of myself and announced that I'm actually he's actually gonna be on the show next week so uh, if you if you're tuning in today looking for Jason that's my bad it was a scheduling conflict on my part and uh, I had to rearrange but he will be here next week uh, a part of the show so look forward to that show 350 350 so we went and got uh, Jason Acker from uh, fast and loud and hope you enjoy that that was brought to you by my good friend Jeff Hofer over at the Pat Geek, and I had the opportunity to be on his show this week uh, as well. With um, we broke 2009 tops UFC round two, and that was a lot, that was a good break. Go check that video out uh, and let let us know what you think in the comment section there. That was a fun break for a guy who I, I I like UFC. I like wrestling a lot more, but going down and, and just reading a, like a who's who of, of of early UFC stardom was was a lot of fun. So uh, please go watch that. Tell them uh, tell them we sent you, and uh, you know g- give them a like, share, and a follow over there too as well. All right, uh, as I said, big week for the hobby, for obvious reasons. Uh, you, you guys are already all over this, and I can't ex- I can't explain, I can't I can't express in words how much this one particular product just brings joy to the hobby it seems uh, as all the buzz surrounds it but so let's get into new products new price i got no p- new pricing for you this week so we'll just go new products and we're going to start with the entertainment actually uh, entertainment lost in space season one albums are out uh, with the trading cards and the stickers make sure you go uh, check those out if you like lost in space i've never seen the show so if you like it go pick it up all right and this is what I want to talk to you about because uh, we're obviously talking about Prism, but it's a huge week across the board for releases. Um, let's just start down here. 2000, 2020 Leaf Autograph Baseball Edition, uh, bat, bat Edition, Autograph Baseball Bat Edition. 2020 Leaf Autograph Baseball Jersey Edition. The, that's uh, live for you this week. 2020 Leaf Autograph Baseball Edition. So you got, the, you got the bat, the ball, and the jersey all out. 2019 tops wwe nxt is out 2019 leaf wrestlings 8x10 autograph photo edition i love that product just because i love all all the old names that are in it uh, as a a wrestling head that uh that's fun to me 2019 bowman draft is out Uh, hobby hobby jumbo boxes are out and and the super hobby super jumbos are out um 2019 20 upper deck series one hockey starter kit is out for you as well uh, we'll skip that one because we're gonna come back to it. Twenty nineteen Panini Upsideon, Do I say did I say that right? Upside football. Um, looks high end, looks awesome. Twenty nineteen Panini Elite Extra Edition baseball hot edition is out. That's like eight autographs and two relics per box. That's a that's a big big get for your money there. 2019 Panini Rookies and Stars is out. And of course the one everybody is talking about is 2019 20 Prism Basketball. Uh, the, you know, the retail version of this has seemingly been out for a week as target and Walmart released it a little bit earlier, shipped it a little bit earlier, but the, the hobby hits the, hits the shelves, uh, this week actually hit shelves yesterday. So, um, good luck. That's, I mean, that's the best I can tell you is good luck. Um, my friend Ryan Cracknell he has a post about it up on, uh, excuse me up on uh, you know, Beckett.com, and the, it's the checklist team set team sets and list details. Yeah. And let's just see what Ryan has to say. It's safe to say that 2019-2020 Panini Prison Basketball is one of the most ant- anticipated releases of the year. Over the past few seasons, the Chromium, chromium line has come into its own with its mix of colors and accessibility. Combine that with the hype of surrounding Zion Williamson and his cards, and you've got a product that has a wide mix of collectors seeking it out. 2019-20 Prism Basketball has a sizable main set of 300 cards. Leading the way are rookie cards of Williamson, John Morant, RJ Barrett and other members of the 2019 draft class. Prism parallels remain a cornerstone of the product. At the hobby level there are 22 per box. That's crazy. 22 prisms per box with 12 packs in a box. That's almost 2 per pack. Silver prisms Silver prisms are joined by rainbow, a rainbow of colors including tough gold and black. While not all prisms have serial numbers, those that are range from the high two ninety nine down to one of ones. In addition to hobbies, there are a variety of other configurations, including several at retail. Within these collectors can find a, ver- a variety of prisms exclusives. Autographs are two per in the uh, in the hobby boxes. Rookie signatures feature. First-year talent, while the signature checklist is a mix of veterans and retired players. Sensational signatures deliver additional ink. Like base cards, parallels are available in several colors and patterns for all three of these sets. Prism, mojos, gold out of 10, and black one-on-ones among them as well. The checklist has an additional insert as well, far out. Fearless and widescreens are all new for the 2019-20 set. Luck of the Lottery and Fireworks are also back. The set is separate from the 2019 Pinini Pen- Prism draft picks collegiate basketball, which centers on college hoops versus the NBA. All right, so that's uh, Ryan's breakdown. He's got the whole checklist for for you. I know that we had to uh, import this last week, and this was almost 15,000 cards. I'm gonna let that sink in just for a second. 15,000 cards. That is ridiculously large. It's a three hundred base, three hundred card base set, you know, a few inserts, but the prisms and the parallel. Oh my goodness, fifteen thousand cards. Good luck, sex collectors, rainbow collectors. Let me know if you get one done, because that's a that's a lot of cards. That's a lot of cards. It's ridiculous, but it it works. That's the thing. It like it's proven that it works. You guys chase this stuff and you flip it and sell it all the time, and it works. I don't I don't I don't get it, but. I can't knock it; it's it's crazy. So uh, please go and uh, if if you if you pick that up, let me let me see what you get. Tag us uh, at FatPacks. I'm sorry at FatPacks Podcast. Use a uh, hashtag FatPacks and let us know. let me see what you get because I'm 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 interested. I want to especially see if some of those rainbows. Uh, if you guys click uh, complete those rainbows, definitely let me know. All right, um, let's get on to the first, well, let's get on to the meat of the show today. So, uh, obviously, I told you I was supposed to have Jason on, and uh, there's a scheduling conflict on my part, and we can't make that happen. So, what I had to do, and I'm, I'm happy to do this, actually, is I went back and grabbed two recent episodes of Dr. Beckett's uh, podcast that I was on, and uh, I want to go ahead and just play those both for you in, in their entirety, uh, so back to back, and then we'll come back on the other side with a little, uh, little more talk, but... Um, This is a wrestling card discussion we had and then some sponsorships uh, discussion that we had. I want to feature these just because um, I I think that everybody in this hobby, you know, obviously you know who Dr. Beckett is and it's, (laughs) I tried for three years to try to get him on the podcast and just like timing never worked and, and things just fell through. And then he starts his own podcast, and it's great. He does a good job, man. He, He's—I like a lot about it. First, it, they're fifteen-minute episodes, so they're short little snippets. If you—if you just need a little something to chew on, you can get fifteen minutes of Dr. Beckett every day, and he's sharing—he's uh, sharing stories and knowledge. And um, I, I, like I said, I was trying to get him on the show, and it, it didn't work out. And then it finally did work out, and we've been on—we've now we've done it three or four times, maybe five, and it's—it's it's been a lot of fun. And I really—I really. Um, I really Appreciate his his friendship and his mentorship and uh, just his his candor when he when he's on. He's so great. But I wanted to give uh, give him a special shout out here and play these two recent episodes just to say thank you and go check him out, man. He's he's uh, if you're not listening to his show, please go, it's, it's Sports Card Insights by Dr. Beckett, and you, I think you'll really enjoy it, especially if you're just looking for you know just something a little a little bit to chew on it's not bad it, it's really good he, he does a good job of w- with his content and uh, i think you would enjoy it so uh i'm gonna play these uh back to back and then we're gonna come back on the other side close out the show and uh just say uh you know thanks again uh thanks for joining me this week and i really appreciate it so uh hang tight we'll be right back this is lane from great moments and you're listening to fat Pat.
1: Welcome, another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Eric Norton. The An episode a while back, Eric and I talked about his excellent sponsors, and I gave a little bit of reaction to that, and we had a nice uh, conversation about that, so today we're gonna talk about uh, the sponsors of this show, many of whom Eric has personal knowledge with, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe looks favorably on all of those, but we're gonna put them out there and, and uh, give a little shout out to uh, the sponsors of this show. Uh, rather than recite them, which I think people can tune that out when it's a, sure. a, a droning off of just the names. L- let's go through them s- slower. Let's start with the one I pretty much always start with, and that's Beckett Media, right. <laughs> which incl- is your employer, my former uh, company, which is I think more diversified than, more, than people realize, and yeah. a company from my days as well as now is looking for the next next cool thing, uh, mm-hmm. next cool thing. So I mean, podcasting—they really embraced. You and when yeah. I told the, 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 the powers that be that I want to do this, I said I'd really like to have Beckett Media, but 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 specifically grading and authentication mm-hmm. services that, that listeners uh, ought to be uh, following sure. up with. So, but tell me about uh, Beckett Media from your perspective
0: and their their uh, enthusiasm for podcasting. So, if I'm being completely honest, it it took a while. Like, oh, Eric. <laughs> it, it it took a while for them. Like, you I realized
1: we had internet radio 20 years. Ago.
0: Right, I get that. But I'm, I'm, the powers that are beat... So how long does it have to take? I. You was, mean to fully, yeah, to fully embrace it? Yeah, to fully embrace it. And to promote it. Yeah, because they... And
1: to make it not like a stepchild. Right. We? Because we were all about the magazines, and mm-hmm. now it seems like it's all about the grading. Right. All about the,
0: you know... The, right. I think the magazines, at some point we're going to have to embrace digital content. Right. And uh, podcasting is probably its first foray in into that an important Um, part of it i think uh, absolutely Uh, i don't think powers that be understood it completely how how it would make money or how it would uh how it would help the company and i just had to like be persistent and say look just let me do this and uh, there was a show in place before before i got here and i took over from them right and i said let me do this the way that i want to do it and they did graciously. They let me do it, and I think here, three hundred and fifty episodes later, yeah. I think they understand.
1: Again, hats off. But again, it, to, if, to look at it as just a profit center is is, yeah, is too narrow right. because it's like when I was a, when I was in charge, you know, it was hard to figure out whether the digital was ma- you could make the digital look like it's losing money, and uh, because mm-hmm. the magazines were making so so much money, or vice versa, sure. the way based on how you allocate. But having podcasting be a part of mm-hmm. the presentation and distribution of information and data i think it's it's become critical
0: it absolutely has um and not like just look across the industry uh distributors have podcasts you know it's it, the importance of it is very very facing very much facing forward now so uh beckett getting behind the digital side of things and getting behind podcasting is really helping on all aspects with with even with grading and authentications because exactly the, because they have digital content now too so it's important. It's very okay. important. Uh, is it surprising to you? I don't think any of my sponsors have
1: their own podcast. And they're uh, large enough to. Yeah. And they have an audience. Mm-hmm. But I think they enjoy being on other people's shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I reading too much into that? Nope. Because um, Com C. Right. You know, the next one. If we just kind of go sure. sort of not alphabetical order. But Com C could have a podcast. but And they blog. Mm-hmm. But... It gets, you know, I my podcast I look at it as, a, as, a, as an audio blog I think, Com, I think Com C does have a podcast if you
0: consider how much Rich is on your show Touche <laughs> Touche well, I, I mention kidding. that to those powers
1: that, <laughs> be, that they're actually more than just a sponsor yeah. they're, they're
0: co-hosting at yeah. um, times I'm, just, I'm kidding I, Tim I don't to be honest with you I, I've met Tim uh, casually and what I know about Tim I don't know that podcasting is something he would desire to do but I think he has people in his company that could do it well yes yes and uh, it it would make sense for for some a company like Comcy to do it, uh, especially with the amount of cards they have flowing through there. Yeah. It, 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 even if they did like a card of the day podcast, and it it, it was a five minute podcast every day, they could do that easily. Uh, Eric, uh, thanks for the good ideas. I they're listening. Uh, I
1: hope they'll remain as a sponsor as they launch into their apparently new podcast that they're going to be doing. Uh, Burbank and Mike Stadium sports cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are they have amazing local card shops. In fact, Rob is it's more than just a local card shop; sure. he's an internet. Superstar, right? But, but Mike Fruitman is an, a, a, is an amazing guest mm-hmm. and is a, a major contributor to a lot of stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. He's at the hub of a lot of social media and a lot of uh, uh, gatherings of, of uh, local card shops, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so again, same thing. They can be guests, but maybe maybe you have a passion to 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 be with the microphone. Maybe other people just they don't they don't want to have that regularity. They just want to come on and mm-hmm. show um, up and do their stuff occasionally.
0: I think that. With Rob and, and Burbank, I think the obviously and he'll tell you this. The future of that company is with Ryan, his son, and he's 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 obviously younger. He gets he gets he, the current right. the current situation in the market. He gets the, he gets current media. Uh, Ryan is obviously the f- the future face of that company, and Rob is really really busy sorting. He's got he's got forty four million cards in his warehouse, so he's got to sort through that. Uh, I think Ryan, if you want if you want to, he, like they could do a good show, but. Ryan's best, Ryan and Rob's best ability in, in the industry and in podcasting is being that guest, like you yeah. said, because they have a lot of knowledge to share, whether it be, you know, how to, how to run a successful business for a, uh, in, in a car shop for as and long as they data have data guys, yeah. analytical guys.
1: Yeah. Mike exactly. Friedman on the hand, real people person. Yeah. Mike and is, so I don't think his organization in Aurora, Colorado it mm-hmm. can hold a candle to Rob's, but people enjoy coming in his store. Absolutely. He makes it fun.
0: I think he's very, uh, generous in right. sharing
1: with, with, uh, absolutely.
0: Everybody. Uh, Mike does a now I have a real bias towards Mike because he was my first card shop. So uh, really? yeah, Mike was the first time I ever walked into a card shop. Like I was in a card shop before, but the first time I ever walked into a card shop and bought a box of cards was in Aurora, Colorado at Mike's at Mike's uh, Stadium Sports Card. So what a great uh, information. <laughs> okay. uh, I I love Mike. I got a, I have a real bias towards him. But I think Mike might not call it a podcast, but he's been doing weekly breaks online oh, for for years. And whether he wants to admit it or not, that's a podcast. Of he's a on YouTube, of, yeah, yeah right. it's it's on Facebook Live. It's a Regular, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So Mike does a good job of what he does, yeah. and he's 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 such a people person, and he like you said it, it draws you in. He's really excited, and it's fun. It's fun to watch him do those. Uh, let's talk about my auction sponsors.
1: Mm-hmm. I've got I tried to get two auction sponsors that are that are not competitive with each other, and I'm sure if there's a 52 tops mantle coming up, every auction house wants it. But each one has their own niche. Uh, Chris Ivy at Heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I mean, sports is a small part of their business. Right. Coins and all these other things going on. Whereas Huggins and Scott, I don't know that they turn away anything or <laughs> sure. something. When somebody says, hey, I got a collection to sell, they don't say, well, let's see if it's good enough. Right. If it's got
0: enough quantity, they'll they'll make it available. Sure. Um, let's start with them, Huggins and Scott. Uh, again, like I don't think they've ever turned away anything that they couldn't sell. So... That's good for the everyday. Somebody has to do it. Right, exactly. And I think they do it well. They do, they do it very well. So that's good for the everyday collector, everyday Joe, uh, that listens to your show, and they know that they can go there and get it on an auction if they want to. Heritage Auctions, on the other hand, is a very uh, different clientele. And so, like, right before the National, I'm sorry to cut you off, but right before the National, they had a, a huge uh, Neil Armstrong auction. It was amazing stuff. And it, was it sports related? Maybe a little bit, some of it, but it was awesome stuff. Golf but, club it, used on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> knowing that that stuff is there is was was. Awesome. I think the best thing in that to give him a plug. The best thing that was in that auction was a uh, rejection letter from the Diners Club that Neil Armstrong tried to join back in you know the, the late seventies, and they turned him down. Uh, one. That his family kept it that for that long. Two, you turned down the man who walked on the moon, and he, and it,
1: no, he didn't have enough uh, regular income. Or something. Yeah, that's what it was.
0: <laughs> that's what it was. But uh, but their the the sports memorabilia and even the comic book yeah. memor, uh, stuff that they have in their auctions yeah. is amazing stuff. And the clientele there is is very diverse and um, when, when when they know what they're looking for when it comes to the, the, those high end auctions. I've. I've also referred people to other auctions because mm-hmm. when if
1: somebody asks me, uh, I've got something or I've got a collection, I try to uh, spread it around a little bit. But I've, I've referred a number of people to Heritage, mm-hmm. and uh, they've had good success. And so that's been pleasing. I've referred a few people to Huggins & Scott as well. One friend that I referred to Huggins and & Scott, and he said he had cards, and I started shuddering because it was from the junk wax era. Oh, no. <laughs> and he said, and he had, but he had a bunch of quantity. And so I, I contacted Bill Huggins, and I said, there's a friend of mine, he's got some cards. I, you know I didn't want to prejudge what it was. But it was a real test to see whether he would sure. accept it, and he did actually. Wow And the guy, guy was pleased. But what my friend didn't realize is that is whereas heritage, and Chris Ivey's been on talking about how they jump on a plane and go to mm-hmm. go to the place in Ohio where they had the Black Swamp uh, mm-hmm. find. But Bill Huggins isn't going to jump on a plane to go see the junk wax find. Right. No matter how big it is, you've got to take pictures. And then they'll, if they have somebody in the area, they'll check it out. Sure. But, um, you know, it's kind of a, a different uh, calibration. But there ought to be a place when, when the hobby's going strong, it's because there's a lot of liquidity. And that right. liquidity cannot just be for the highest end item. It's got to trickle down. Absolutely. And it does through, through those excellent auction sponsors. And then last and certainly not least, Tops, Panini, Upper Deck the card companies with now in this era of single source mm-hmm. kind of licensing, I wanted to have coverage from them. Sure. And they still compete with each other, even right. though I think the intention was that they wouldn't be competing. Right. But what's going good from your perspective from those from those uh, sponsors? I mean, they're the source of the breaks. Yeah, they're the source of the hobby. And they're putting yeah. out amazing stuff. Right. And they're, even when they're not
0: competing with each other, they kind of are. Um, Panini, how Tracy Hackler isn't like, in front of the camera every day, or, or He my is. Camera. I think he is. Is he? I, mean,
1: I think he is. Pretty much every day. He's on every show. Yeah,
0: and he's he's just you know
1: he he doesn't get tired of it. Yeah, you know, he, which is amazing because I know he's getting some of the same questions over. Yeah, him.
0: so he he's great at what he does. He obviously. has a real
1: positive tone and positive tone. It's uh, hard to hard to knock him.
0: Uh, yeah, it's hard. Uh, Car- Chris Carlin, same thing can be said yeah. with him. Uh, he's, he's really positive about, and they have a new guy there, Jeff, I forget Jeff's last name, but he's a former DJ from San Diego, uh, a sports radio host. Okay. So, and he, I know that he has a, a podcast that's not related to sports okay. cards, but it's sports. They, they do Chris, Chris and uh, Jeff do a great job. And then I'm interested to see what happens with tops because I don't know if you know this or not, but tops had a podcast and it ran for about 50 episodes, yeah. maybe. And, um, now that Susan has, le- has left the company yeah. and they have new blood there, right. I'm interested to see what happens because uh, they definitely, they got the baseball on a lot. They make beautiful baseball products. Uh, everybody knows that that's where you want to go for baseball cards. And uh, with brands like the UFC and the WWE, which are important in, to collectors as well, I'm, hey, well, they, they, they do a they good could, job. They could,
1: but I mean, isn't it better for me to tell people how great you are? Yeah, absolutely. And then, wink, wink, you tell people how great I am. Right. But, I mean, tops. Uh, doesn't need to tap themselves. No, they don't. When they keep putting out good products, then you're going to say good things about them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say good things, and they'll be justified and warranted. It'll be genuine. Absolutely. And I, so I think it's a little awkward doing your own podcast if if it comes across that way yeah. to, especially, it seems like, to the younger generations. I follow what
0: you're saying. What, what I'm taking into consideration is the age demographic, so the 25 to yeah. 40. Uh, have them... Have them talk to their athletes, yeah. their sponsor athletes, and uh, well, they love that. Yeah, abs- have them do that, and I think it would be uh, great. Right. So more, yeah, it's it's indirect kind yeah. of marketing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Tops, Eric's giving you another good <laughs> idea there. So uh, uh, again, I hope you'll remain as a sponsor, <laughs> but uh, but uh, there's many ways to get the message out. Absolutely, it's not. There's no category exclusives, and people could uh, can uh, can jump around. There's there's different. Um, uh, approaches and I, and I, again I back in the day there were 13 card companies right and they they were each trying to find their niche so uh, the the three majorist ones there's other card companies that do do uh, good stuff as well but the three main ones that are the longest uh and biggest uh Panini who are who are local and include a, some people that you and I see more regularly cuz we're in town here Tops uh Suze will be missed but mm-hmm. there's a new a new gal. yeah. Ellen. I, I don't know her name. What's her name? Ellen. Ellen? Ellen. Ellen. Awesome. So I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna try to probably do a phone interview. But I've known Clay yeah, Larrabee for a couple decades. I think
0: Clay's a mainstay there.
1: He's so. a mainstay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Tops is a mainstay. Yeah. I mean, yeah Tops absolutely. Is just you know, that was the only thing that was there. My first card was it was Tops. So I obviously reached out. Another guy. Just a little tidbit here. I'm looking forward to doing a tribute to cyberger Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah, know, absolutely. He, you know, most of these people that I'm interviewing are either old enough to be my son or my grandson, <laughs> but Cyburger is probably, was probably pretty close to my dad's age. Okay. You know, and yeah. so I knew him as he was the elder statesman when I was the young guy. Right. And was always generous uh, with his time and a real, uh, Really nice human beings, uh, sure. very uh, delightful. But so that'll be again. It's not part of the top sponsorship mm-hmm. because I would do it anyway. Right. But it really reflects well on Tops that they had a, a guy like that that right. was kind of their brand ambassador. Um, so if Tracy Hackler just plays his cards right for another fifty years, <laughs> he can be the the uh, cyberger of uh, of the. Well, thanks, Eric. We're we're out of time. Uh, Will uh, I look forward to doing additional episodes with you? We're 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 friends and we're local. Uh, and you have uh, some perspectives that I think my listenership would enjoy, and I'm looking forward to being an occasional guest on your show as well. So, Thank you, sir. Thanks for uh, walking through our sponsors. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode.
0: Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to the Fat Pack.
1: Welcome to another episode, Dr. James Beckett. Sports Card Insights, and I am here to say wrestling is a sport. Ah. I'm talking about WWE <laughs> wrestling, WWF back in the day, and all these other three-letter uh, situations. If you don't think anybody in that quote-unquote sport is an athlete, mm-hmm. you you are uh, very much mistaken. On the other hand, this podcast is a couple of guys <laughs> talking over a microphone, uh, podcasting about wrestling and wrestling cards, and unlike Professional wrestling. This is completely unscripted. So all I know, or all we know, is that we both have uh, enjoy wrestling. Yes, and, and probably have for some
0: time. So yes. let's see where this goes here. <laughs> all right, I'm excited about this, Jim. You, uh, you emailed me earlier this week, and you laid out some conversation topics, and wrestling was a part of it, and I was thrilled because every October. Uh, Slamming So we do slam and we're, we're no, they didn't have Slamming Ween when I was in charge, but I think it's a nice, nice addition. So we we, we gear our content on the uh, on the on the Beckett part on the Fat Packs podcast towards wrestling cards, UFC, boxing, that kind of stuff. And uh, to to hear that the the Godfather of Beckett wants to talk wrestling cards with me, I was really excited. So this this has me uh, well. Amped up. I,
1: I don't know that I've gotten a lot of criticism about the podcast because people generally <laughs> like it. But if I have gotten a criticism, it's what about other sports besides mm-hmm. baseball? Or football or basketball. So I think I've shortchanged hockey. This is our first episode about <laughs> wrestling, and probably not the last. Awesome. So I don't know if that's going to
0: please. And I actually will please a bunch of people. <laughs> Can I tell you that Doctor Jim Beckett would be one of the greatest wrestling names ever? <laughs> like Doctor Death Steve Williams, but Doctor Doctor Jim Beckett would be great. <laughs>
1: uh, I think that's. Uh, I think I'm pretty retired.
0: From <laughs> a lot of things, and especially that. Uh I watched wrestling when I was a kid. You did too, probably. Oh absolutely. Yeah, especially growing up here in Dallas Fort Worth, uh with the uh WCW. You, you ever don't... go down to the sportatorium? Oh all the time, okay. yeah. Um I my mother my mother loves to tell the story of me uh, at the sportatorium because we went we went to the sportatorium uh on Friday, Saturday nights, whatever the show was, and then uh they would record Television on Monday nights at Will Rogers Coliseum over in Fort Worth. We live we live yeah. closer to Fort Worth, so it was easier to go over there. But my mother tells the story of me hiding under her chair when the great Kamala, the Ugandan oh, giant, would yeah. come down the aisle because we always sit we sat on the heel entrance, yeah. and uh, I would hide under her chair. Uh, on she doesn't have a lot of pictures in her in her living room, but one picture that she does have on her mantle that she's always had there is a picture of me and my sister uh, in the ring being held by Kevin Von Erich, and it's uh-huh. it, it's. It's an amazing memory that I have. Yeah, I was going to ask you which who's your favorite von Erich. It's Kevin. Uh, what about Fritz? Uh, fr- well, see, Fritz was a Fritz little bit before is, me, but yeah, before me. And he was a heel. He was a he was a bad guy. So, um, uh, in, in his earlier years, yeah, yeah. And he uh, who might not know this. He had a great career at SMU. He was a great football player. No, I person. know. I
1: got yeah. uh, one of the uh, auction lots I won from Heritage mm-hmm. was was a team autograph sheet, nice. and I don't think other people realized that Jack Atkinson was right. Fritz von Erich. Right, but the, he was on. Uh, you know, they were SMU had some great players. Absolutely. But he might be the most famous, course, I
0: know, <laughs> Not maybe compared to Doug Walker. <laughs> yeah, Doug, yeah, Doug Walker's up there, right? So, But with that being said, I actually have a relationship with Ross and Marshall Atkinson, okay. uh, uh, Kevin's kids, okay. and you know I just saw them a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And so that that Von Eric lineage runs really, really deep here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, but they have cards out there too that are really exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to, you know, I have my wall
1: of fame. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I I generally, I started out when I first did it, I had baseball and then I do basketball and then football. And, then, and a few years ago I thought, this is wrong because people are not—they're—they're they're, they're just not picking up on the—it's not integrated. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had a, a friend come to look, and he—I said, "Well, I've got some cards," and he said, I, "Yeah, I, I, let me see what you got." He saw the baseball, football, basketball. And he just said, "Okay." I said, "Well, you know, and I thought my wife had told me he's—he's he's really into it. He's really looking forward to spending some time. There. He's there for like two minutes. And I, I got to go. Uh, oh no, uh, I think something's come up." And then, out of the corner of his eye. He sees a wrestling card that was in the far corner, just a little (laughs) tiny wrestling section. And he went, what? You have wrestling cards? He was there for a couple hours.
0: Oh, nice. And get out
1: all the wrestling and go through it all. And he was like, you know, Rich Klein can take a card Mm -hmm. and he can just see a portion of the card. Rob Veris can do the same thing. And I'm not at their level, but I can do it on some cards. He just see a sliver of the card. And he knows who it is. Right. This guy could do that with the racing cards. He's oh, just wow. filling them off, and he's just going through the names before the names are popping up. And I thought, well, you know, hey, would you like to be a ra- wrestling analyst for a <laughs> <laughs> Publications? But we didn't have it. There aren't as many wrestling cards.
0: Not, no, In fact, not.
1: They're, that's what makes it tricky even to know what the rookie card is for mm-hmm. some of these guys, because there's some very obscure... It's like when we first tried to define rookie cards; it was like in a pack, available, you know, mass produced, available to everybody. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't even say that for right. wrestling. There's a lot of regional, especially Very much, well, wrestling was really yeah. Regional. So it was it was all territory before territories. TV. Yeah. Before the McMahon's,
0: uh, the earliest wrestling set that I can think of is that ra- that wa- Racks Roast Beef set yeah. that was produced in Nashville. It was Nashville or Memphis, and like the biggest name in that is a guy named uh, uh, Haku, but uh, he was Prince Ikea then, I believe, yeah. uh, but. The, it's hard to determine the rookie card. I mean, because of the stand, uh, the, was it mass produced? I mean, uh, Parkhurst had
1: wrestling. You know, right. Canadian Parkhurst. Right. Had with, you know, um, uh, you know uh, Luthez and right. Vern Gagne. And
0: that Fox. 52 tops ringside set had wrestling? And, yeah, yeah, they had a few wrestlers in there. Well, Sport
1: Kings had Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. and some of these others. But still, until you get to Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and The Rock and uh, these other, I mean, now wrestlers are multimedia superstars. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so there, it's no wonder that their cards would have some interest. And what about action figures? Oh man, I got a bunch of action figures. I'm not sure what to do with
0: them. I don't know really. Uh... So those rubber—I don't know if I forget what they're called—but they were rubber, 12-inch rubber action figures yeah. that came out in the 80s. There's a Kamala. I mentioned K- Kamala earlier. There's a Kamala one of those that's worth five, six hundred dollars. It's a that has a has the star on his on his trunks that. Uh, it was an early production run. There was, there was like 500 of them made. Mm. Uh, it's worth a lot of money. There's the same, with the Ultimate Warrior, and there's one other guy from that set that I, that's gonna, I'm going to draw a blank on right now. But uh, those are fun. I mean, I had those as kids and probably tore them all to pieces. Now you know. And now you didn't know the, you're
1: supposed to keep them uh, yeah, in the box. Exactly. I the, didn't know in that the, in the case. No, I didn't know
0: that. And then uh, If yeah. you go to the to newer iterations of wrestling figures, but either by Jacks or anything the WWE's done, uh, just like variants and cards, there's all kinds of variations oh, right, right, right. In, the, in those wrestling figures. So. Yeah. Uh, Definitely a lot of fun there too. But cards, you know, there's plenty of cards. Yeah, I mean, there there have been sets and
1: different things that have come out. That uh, it's it's one of the few things, one of the few sports where there can be a, a sprinkling. I mean, you have WNBA, but it's one of the few where women. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like women are kind of co stars. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the events are a lot more integrated than they were. Back uh, when I was a kid, there well, was fabulous Mula. Right, know, who was I saw her in her prime. She was scary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A little
0: boy. <laughs> you know? So when I was young, they had uh, Glow, which was a, right. a gorgeous ladies a wrestling, of wrestling, and that was short lived. I think it was only like three seasons. It was on television. Right. It wasn't long. But now it's going
1: to have a longer life in the new remake of the TV show. Right, <laughs> which is a good show by which the way. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. But now Topps has a whole set dedicated to women's wrestling. You're it? Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right, right. So. That's that's absolutely great. That uh, one not only are the women of wrestling being recognized because they're athletes too. They're big time athletes. And yeah. they can I, I challenge any guy out there to go into the ring and take the bumps that they're doing. Right. And uh, but not but it's it's good for it's it's good all the way across the board. Uh, they're highly collectible, especially the the memorabilia cards and, and the autographs. Uh, clearly, right? So uh, it's I think it's great all the way around. Absolutely. Yeah. I did uh, I got one story about my brother my brother was a you know was younger
1: than me and he would he was he had a summer camp assignment in this inner city situation that he he went to this camp and he's with these these young uh, young young boys and he was just not connecting with them mm-hmm. and so they were trying he was trying to play baseball or tennis or golf or something and they just weren't and so he just they had a break at one point and, you know, he's just feeling like a dud, Sure. You know, not connecting with these these impressionable kids. And, it, and some kid came up to him and he like put him in a little headlock or something <laughs> like that. And that everybody kind of noticed and everything. And so, and so they said, well, how, how do you do that? What, what, you know, and then, so then he proceeds to do uh, a step over toe hold. Oh, wow. <laughs> a figure four leg lock and then put the, the iron claw oh, on wow a kid. Now he's. Probably going to get kicked out of being a counselor of this camp after he puts the iron claw on the guy. But he doesn't draw the the ketchup blood right. that, uh, that uh, Fritz von Erich did. But all of a sudden now, fast forward, he's the favorite counselor. Of course. Because he's just doing wrestling <laughs> uh, banter as well as wrestling moves. So it really was uh, part of the culture. Even yeah. though it seemed like it was on late at night. But somehow, when I was a kid, I must I watched it.
0: Can I tell you a story about that? Okay. So uh, my grandmother, God, God rest her soul, w- lovely woman, uh, I used So on Saturday nights at 11 o'clock is when wrestling would come on, uh, Channel 27 here in in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I stayed up to watch that, and then American Gladiators came on right after that. And my grandmother didn't know what American Gladiators was. She thought it was something I shouldn't be watching. She (laughs) thought it was inappropriate. So she stayed up one night to see what it was all about. So she watched wrestling with me, then American Gladiators came on, and then... Every weekend that I was at her house there, thereafter, we watched American Gladiators yeah, and wrestling that together. That was your ritual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a great, great time. Absolutely.
1: Uh, well, what's your... Uh, do you collect uh, yeah, do you, uh, on the wrestling cards? Yeah, I have a little bit. Uh, I, I actually have a really good wrestling card collection. Do you? Uh, well, I just... I collected everything, and it was more type cards. But as you know, back in the day, you couldn't just buy a type of some of these cards that mm-hmm. came out as a set. Sure. So they weren't going to sell you a card, whether it was Hulk Hogan or whatever, mm-hmm. but that Series A and B or the you 82 know, the 82, mm-hmm. 82 wrestling. I yeah. just... I got those in '82. Okay, just because, and then all of a sudden you look up and you think, "Hey, you know this? <laughs> you know it's the rookie card of so right. many, so many." And then some of these other, other sets I just picked up, mm-hmm. and then I threw them in a box. And then you pull out the box and you realize, "Hey, there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of good stuff that
0: probably was not very very mass produced." Sure, I have a more memorabilia than I do cards. Okay, um, shout out to one of your sponsors, Heritage. They just had an auction, and with one of Carrie Eric's in ring worn boots that oh. was really cool. He had autographed it and, oh. uh, a lot, of, maybe some of your listeners might not know this, but Kerry was missing a foot yeah. and you could see the brace on the boot. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, I have like, uh, well, Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler. So okay. I, I have some Chris Jericho stuff. I have a great autographed book from him that I probably shouldn't mention here on the show. And then, um, does he have his own podcast? He does. It's big time. Right? It's so big that it has a cruise. It's outrageous. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely. And they're coming to Dallas Fort Worth soon yeah. uh, with the new AEW. Uh, so, uh, and then anything with Von Erich stuff. I still have a lot of yeah. old programs from the Sportatorium and Will Rogers that have autographs from Steve Williams and, and Kabuki and the Von Erichs and the Freebirds and like I have that stuff and it means a lot to me actually. A lot of good memories wrapped up into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I go back to the you know when I was a little kid, Bruno Sammartino.
1: Yeah, and he was a he was a good guy and mm-hmm. a lot of these. Uh, you know, Killer Kowalski. Yep, Killer Train H Fox, It's just oh man, and it it just was so dramatic. I mean, the storylines. Yes. Story lines yes. This, they're pulling victory out of the jaws of defeat at the very last <laughs> minute with some special. Somebody jumped in. Right. Who wasn't supposed to. Do it, the ref didn't see it. Yeah. He. Yep. So, uh, but the cards, uh, you know, even and it might be hard for listeners who are of certain age to get this, but. Back in those days, in the earlier days, there, there was no memorabilia on the card. They weren't right, autographed. Right. You just had the card of the person. Mm-hmm. And it had some information on the back and had a, an interesting photo. And, uh, and they were probably a lot more limited than we realized at right. the time. absolutely. But there weren't, that, there weren't that many people going after them. But it's like hockey is like this, too there probably are less hockey collectors than baseball, but they are—they don't lack in their passion. Absolutely. And wrestling, there may be less, but they don't lack in their passion. Absolutely. Uh, what about wrestling versus uh, UFC and some of these other, MMA? Because uh, I don't really... That, that's a more relatively newer
0: sure. phenomenon for me, so I'm not as much into that. But those have huge followings, too. They do. Um, I think that if you were going down that hockey, wrestling, UFC was probably right behind that. Right. And then boxing uh, after that. Um, I think the boxing card market... And just box, boxing card collectors in general is highly underrated and I think if there were more people who paid attention to it well because it goes back 100 years exactly yeah, yeah. exactly well I've uh, got some of that stuff too I, I'm, uh, we've talked about this Eric you know I mean, I'm
1: really trying to crank out episodes that are meaningful to people but I'm seeing the limitations sure. of having an audio format when we're talking about wrestling cards when I have cards that I could show sure. but I'm not really willing to do that so I've got to figure out a way to incorporate some social media that would um, that would allow us when we're having these conversations to, mm-hmm. to, to put up some of these really cool cards that you and I would both uh, really appreciate, and I think a lot of listeners would. too. I think so too. So I look forward to doing that. In fact, we let's let's not talk about boxing today. Let's All right. let's stop for today, and maybe we'll come back to boxing on uh, another episode. And like I say, maybe find a way to to uh, put up some. photos of some uh, because boxing goes way way back absolutely wrestling goes back you know a long time too but not Mm -hmm. not in the way we think of it i think it really kicked in in the 40s and 50s -hmm. you know kind of the post-world war ii
0: right Um, gorgeous george anything from there and then forward
1: yeah anyway we're at the end of our time thanks eric another another great episode i don't know if i thanked all of my sponsors so i'll definitely want to do that right now tops uh, which did have wrestling cards panini not sure about that. Upper Deck, I don't think so, unless it was uh, something there. Heritage Auctions, uh, Eric already gave a shout out there. Huggins and Scott, I know, In fact, I better not say anything, but there might be a lot in the Uh-oh. auction coming up. Don't bid against me, anybody, especially you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike Stadium Sports Cards and Burbank Sports Cards, they may sell an occasional wrestling card. And C, Beckett Marketplace, they are definitely there. Yes. So, again, uh, a fun topic to uh, discuss. Uh, we enjoy wrestling. Hope you do too. But we'll talk about something else tomorrow. Thanks again, <laughs> Eric. We'll be back tomorrow. All right. Bye. This is Dan Pashman from
0: the Sporkful Food Podcast and you're listening to the Fat Packs. Alright guys, there you go. Dr. Beckett uh, and myself talking a little sponsorship. We talked his sponsors and then we talked wrestling which uh, I loved To I loved that conversation. It was a lot of fun just sitting down with him. That, that man lit up talking about wrestling and wrestling cards and um, he, Dr. Beckett's a pretty even-kill guy but it, it was crazy to see a smile on his face talking about that kind of stuff. So if you're not listening to his uh, to his show, please go do it, it, It's a fun show. Like I said, it's great insights, hence the name, and uh, it's it's a lot of a lot of knowledge that and in, in just industry history that, that I don't think you're going to find anywhere else because Doctor Doctor Beckett can bring it to you uh, like no one else can. So uh, please go check him out. Uh, Sports Card Insights by, by Dr. Beckett. If you just Google that, you'll you will find the link to it, and you you can uh, find it anywhere where you find your podcast. Uh, so please go 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 listen to him, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. All right, uh, we're going to close out things here with a quick review of my trip to Toronto, um, and a little bit a little bit of National Hobby Shop Day talk. Uh, we'll start with Toronto because um, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. I was kind of disappointed in it. In this time, I I typically love that show. It's a lot of fun for me to go up there. I love the cold. I love being around that group of guys. I love uh, being able to talk to and have the access to the people that we usually uh, have the access to. But this time around, that didn't happen. Um, with that being said, the promoter, Mister Menzi, he um, we we spoke and everything got cleared up. And I just, but this time I feel like I didn't. I wasn't able to bring the kind of content that I typically bring to you from that show. So I hope in the future that gets rectified. But uh, if you, if you listen to the one show that we had from the, uh, from the Toronto floor, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to uh, David and Chris for, for hopping on with me. And then of course uh, my, my friend Ken Reed and uh, the great Eddie Shaq. Um, God, there's a lot here I want to say about Eddie Shack that I just don't know that I can. But that man is a national treasure in, in Canada, he, and if you ever get to be around him for any short period of time, take the opportunity to do it. He's, he's fun. He's usually at Frameworth, like hanging out at Frameworth up there in Toronto. So if you're just in the area of Frameworth, go check him out. He's probably there right now selling a donut. He's a great, he's a great guy. He's got great stories. And uh, that book that, uh, that, Kenny and he, uh, that Kenny and he wrote together, is uh, is well Kenny wrote it, uh, as Eddie narrated. That's that's another amazing thing. Uh, Eddie Shack is is illiterate. He's he he can't read or write, but he's got this book. But he's got amazing stories. Just amazing stories. So go check him out. He is an, a, a Canadian national treasure for sure. <sighs> Tops with their sticker collection is really cool. Back to the to the hockey game. We we opened some uh, some of that here in the office, and I have two boxes that I got to get rid of. Uh, so, um, be looking for that giveaway. And then Greg and Sue would man, what a story that touched my heart. With uh, the, man, that was on the day of my daughter's passing uh, that we recorded that interview. It was emotional for me to get through. They, I'll tell you a little backstory here. And if you don't know, if you don't follow me. On my personal Twitter page um, on the on the 16th of November we I wear purple and because that was uh, well the excuse me I wear purple because that was what we had decorated Olivia's room in and uh, purple and butterflies and Olivia was born still the morning uh, of the 16th and it sucked because obviously obviously that there's no there's no there's no way to not say that that sucked. It was horrible. It was, a, it was a, a life changing, horrible moment. But since her passing, we've, we've celebrated her life that she got to, you know, spend and, uh, spend in her in, in. spend inside my wife. And, um, but she's just like, we got to spend a little bit of time with her and she was, she was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful little girl. And, um, it, it's a heartbreaking heart-wrenching loss but that little bit of, of, of joy that we get of, of wearing purple and and, butterf- and butterflies on the November, on November 16th it's it means a lot to me and it means a lot to the people that supported me some of you guys right here in the hobby supported me uh, you know financially in that time to help with a, to help with a um, a, f- a memorial service and flowers and and just like you guys you guys stepped up to the plate and did amazing things just like you always do in the hobby. So that day, this particular day on this year, it sucked because I was away from my wife for the first time ever on that date. And it's it's not something that I I wanted to do, but I kinda had to be there. I had to be in Toronto. So um I was I didn't pack anything purple. And that was kind of crappy. I was distraught almost because I was like, I got I I'm not honoring her life and um i turned the corner and the wood family was standing in um the upper deck booth as they celebrated their daughter and they were wearing purple and they had butterflies on the shirt and i was like this is uh this is nothing short of um a, a, of amazing miracle thing here so uh we we had a conversation with them they gave me a purple bracelet and uh it was a good conversation that I hope you enjoyed on the podcast. And then my friend, John Newman, who is with me from sports car nation podcast. He, uh, he actually went out and bought me an LSU hat to wear at the show, um, because it was purple. And I, and I want to thank John for that too, man. I really appreciate you doing that. Um, I think, I think you saw what it, like I was kind of stressing about it. So, uh, thank you to the wood family and then to Mr. Newman as well for, Stepping up and hooking that up because it changed the day and the outlook that I was. uh, It changed the outlook of everything that day. So, um, just to recap, I'm not exactly thrilled with how Toronto went, but um, what did come out of it was really cool. So, um, thank you guys for supporting and listening to the show up there, Uh, David. I know that your name your name is not Dan. I said Dan. I felt like a fool. Your name is. Get it? I'm sorry, brother. Um, so that's that. If you listen to the show, thank you very much, and uh, just look forward for May the show in May. And uh, Doctor Beckett actually is going to be going going up there. I, I've been told. So I hope you guys are. Uh, hope you guys dug it. All right. One little thing I wanted to close out on is this weekend, the seventh, December seventh, is National Hobby Shop Day. This is a, a brainchild of my good friend, Mister Rob Bertrand. And I'm sure Go GTS Live has been talking about it for the better part of six months now. Uh, but this weekend is the day. It's it's the day that everyone in the hobby is coming around celebrating National Hobby Shops. And man, the prizes that they have are great. It's fun to uh, it's fun to see everybody rally behind this uh, this this great idea that that Rob have. But um, just want to there's last year there was over a hundred shops. I've got the list here. If you if you want to see the total list of all the shops uh, participating, you can do so if you go to Facebook.com National Hobby Shop, uh, National Hobby Shop Day. It's right there for you. And um, it's just like a, I think every state is represented. I think there's over 100 here. Um, I'm going to go down here to Texas because that's where I'm at and see who's close to me it looks like S p is my closest shop but uh, like I said every state is represented here that I, I think possible so it's a great list it's, it's almost a who's who uh, of hobby shops and uh, breakers are involved if you're if you're near one of these guys go check it out I don't think you'll be disappointed at all I think you should have a lot of fun actually so pete um, there's there's all kinds of stuff going on with it Get all the news if you if you go to uh, Facebook.com/National Hobby Shop Day. It'll be there. And like I said, I'm sure Rob over at GoGTS will be talking about it uh, on tonight's show if they haven't been talking about it for the last you know, three, four, or five months already. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, thanks so much for joining this week and give a quick shout out to, uh, to my sponsors again. Uh, of course, Badger Breaks at BadgerBreaks.com, Dynasty Breaks at DynastyBreaks.com, and Bill over at Pastime Marketplace. Uh, don't forget to use that code FatPacks for twenty percent off uh, of a graded card case. Uh, just go to Beckett, I'm sorry, go to PastimeMarketplace.com and uh, check that out and be a part of that. Don't want to don't want to slide you there on, on on your holiday giving, so you can get you a little extra little extra off uh, FatPacks code fat packs uh, for 20% off. Uh, it should be very helpful and useful for you. All right, guys, uh, that's it. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. I really appreciate it. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.